Time to Travel with Karen Key. And a very good evening to you. The 1994 elections brought us... And a very good evening to you and welcome to this week's edition of Time to Travel. On the show this evening, I'll be chatting with Ed Bapti, chairman of Ugu South Coast Tourism, about this year's Africa Marine and Leisure Expo, which is returning to KZN Scottborough Beaches. Melody Boerter, CEO of Breederkloof Wine and Tourism, will be on the line, and she'll be telling us about the launch of Art in the Heart of Breederkloof, a wine, art and cultural experience. And then food and travel blogger Anel Portget is back in studio, and this time she'll be telling us about her day out in Franchuk with her mom Babs. And if you were listening last week, Anel was telling us about her day out in Stellenbosch with Babs and her perm. Well, let's see how her perm's doing tonight. And finally, I'll be joined on the line by Shirley Carswell, co-author of Africa's Ultimate Safaris. And this is an amazing reflection of what's available on this magnificent continent, so stay tuned for that. And just like my Law Report and Health Matters program, there's now a short list of available documents for time to travel. You can find them on Facebook. Just go to Travel on SAFM. And if you'd like any of those, post a message there. But please do remember to include your email address so I can send them to you. Well, that's the lineup for this evening. I do hope you'll stay with me and enjoy the show here on SAFM. The 1994 elections brought us dignity. Apartheid is no more. Racism is now a criminal offense. So let's be proud of how far we've come and celebrate who we are each Friday by wearing anything that expresses our pride in our nation. Freedom Fridays. Wear it with pride. Post your messages and photos on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag Freedom Friday. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Join us this Thursday for Top Billing's Superstar Exclusive. Hey, I'm Taylor Swift, and don't miss me on Top Billing on SABC3. The landscape makes the home in an architect's dreamy blossom garden. It's fashion on the high seas as Queen Bee and friends set sail. And award-winning businessman Bongani Mabizela and his wife Cindy toast their anniversary. That's Thursday night at 8.30. Repeat Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. Have you ever stopped to think about who has the biggest influence on young people? Well, did you know that most young people drink not because of peer pressure, but because they've seen grown-ups do it? So let us be the positive influence in their lives. It takes a village to raise a child. My name is Melanie Bala. Be part of the 18 Plus campaign and say no to underage drinking. A message from the South African breweries. For more information or to take the pledge, go to sabstories.co.za. Time to travel with Karen Key. Well, the Africa Marine and Leisure Expo, which is now in its third year, is on track to make its triumphant return to the beaches of Scottborough and other Umdoni locations on the 1st and the 2nd of November. And joining me now is Ed Bapti, Chairman of Ugu South Coast Tourism. Ed, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Karen. Hello to you there. Uh, it's rather exciting. Third year, and it sounds like it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Absolutely. Yes, we've got a, a really fun-filled weekend. Lots to do, lots to enjoy. It's just leisure and also big emphasis on environmental conservation. But that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because the conservation theme is pretty much extended throughout the, the weekend. That's correct, yes. So what have you we'll got have, on with that? We're going to have some uh, talks from some very distinguished conservationists, um, the Animal Shoal Honorary Officers, Clans for Conservancy, uh, the Greenpoint Surf Riders Foundation, University of KwaZulu-Natal, Wessa, Isabella Wildlife, Hello Shoal MPA officers, um, Blue Flag, they're all going to be there with a message to the, to the folk on the beach about what they can do to get involved in conservation initiatives locally and elsewhere on the coast. You're also going to be having talks by international experts in the field of science and conservation. Correct. What are you looking at in that regard? We have Dr. Angus MacDonald from the um, representing MAREVOL. Um, we also have um, a marine biology student from the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, they'll be focusing on the marine conservation and research in, in terms of protecting the oceans and whilst using them for leisure activities. And off our Scottborough coastline, we've got what is called the Marine um, the, the marine Reserve Animal Shoal, Marine Protected Area. So there will be some talk about what's happening there and the kind of research that's taking place and how we can protect the sharks and all the other animals that live out there. Um, the local dive fraternity who make use of that as a means of living 
they'll also be on display and they'll be taking people out for rides. Now, this all sounds, I mean, this is great. Learning, we can all be learning a lot about conser- conservation, which is something we really need to do. But it's not just all about that, though, Ed. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff happening as well. Tell oh, people about huge. all the, I mean, I was looking at the list. I thought, good grief, where can we find out more about what's happening? <laughs> There's lots going on. There's a triathlon that starts on a Friday. We have um, the cycling taking place on Ellingham Farm. They've got a fantastic uh, motorbike, mountain bike uh, track there. There'll also be the running and the, the, the swim run at, at Scottborough Beach. Then we've got the African market. We'll have all the food trucks, um, Miss Africa Marine Queen, water fun exhibitions, workshops, junior catch and release competition on Sunday, Coca-Cola Beach Games. Yeah, we've got everything going. And there's a, there's a really nice thing. I like the sound of the beach sport fun zone for the kids. Yes. Uh, quite a few uh, fun exhibition and workshops for the children. Um, let me explain a couple of these. Hang on a sec. It's such a long list. <laughs> From the brief lot I got, I thought, gosh, there must be loads more here. Yeah, we've got um, sack races, tug-of-war, three-legged races, uh, beach volleyball, beach touch rugby, beach cricket. For exhibition stand, we'll have Sharky, the guest from the Sharks rugby team. He'll be there with us. Um, the Miss Africa Marine Queen for the young ladies. And the fishing competition, junior catch and release competition for the whole family. So there's a lot to go. But now I mentioned it was over a number of beaches. Where can people find out more about what's going on, where and when? The main focus is on Scottborough Beach. Okay. Virtually most of the activity happens there. The mountain bike race will be happening at Rocky Bay, which is just down the drag. And then they'll be coming back to Scottborough Beach to finish off the event. So all the activity is focused on Scottborough Beach. So what time is the starting on the first? Um, starting in the morning at 9 o'clock, getting right through the whole day, and then again from Sunday morning. And there's no charge here, Ed? Can people just pitch up on the beach? No, there's no, there's no entry charge. You come in and enjoy yourself. Um, we'll have all the food trucks there, so there'll be lots to eat and drink. Um, fantastic food trucks. In fact, we've got pizzas and... Donuts and you name it, chipsticks, everything's there. The one thing, um, we, sorry, carry on. There's also going to be an African market, African crafts market, and other markets as well, other stands, selling goods and clothing and all kinds of things for the beach. The one thing we haven't actually mentioned is that you're also going to be having lots of music. Correct. We're going to have some local musicians um, trying to showcase some of the local talent. And that's on the main stage. That's where I think the beauty pageant's going to be held as well. That's the main stage on Scottborough Beach, yes. Gosh, and your third year, and I, I mentioned in the beginning that you're making a triumphant return. So where have you been for the last few years? Well, we started off, um, the event took place at Park Rennie Beach, and then we tried to split it and, um, over two beaches, but we've decided to come back to Scottborough Beach, which is the where most of the activity happens and where we get huge crowds over the December season. So this is really our forerunner for the December season, and we're hoping to draw the crowds in there and show them what they have and what's available to them. One of the things we will also be featuring is the um, the local uh, diving fraternities. There's a huge um, industry down here with scuba diving, and uh, these local guys are going to be do, doing in, in our swimming pool um, underwater dive clinics. The other, one thing we actually haven't mentioned, though, is the fact that you're having what, which I think is also it, it links obviously in with your conservation message as well, is the beach cleanup walk to Black Rock River. That's right. Yes, the big beach cleanup. That, that's Generally, the kind of stuff that WESA does, but they WESA are very much engaged with us on this program, and that will be taking place on Saturday morning. Okay, so that's on the. I was going to ask you when that was. So that's on the Saturday, and people can come along, bring a bag. I would imagine with them to come and pick up whatever's on the on the beach. We'll give you the bag. Oh we'll wow! Do you just pitch up? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get prizes. <laughs> oh really? What for the most junk you've picked up on the beach? That's right. Wow, yes. it sounds like you've got a really busy weekend, Eden. But it's the thing is that you're learning a lot, but it also seems to be a whole lot of fun tied in with it all. It's it's leisure, it's fun, but it's also conservation. You know, it's, give the kids a good time, but let them understand that you know if we want the beach to be there for the next generation, we need to do something to look after it. Well, that's that's basically what it's all about. You know, we we can have these wonderful destinations in this country, and they are beautiful beaches. A lot of blue flag beaches around in, in this country as well. But we've got to maintain them. We can't just think that it's going to be there by themselves if we don't look Correct. after them. And I, I always talk about you know teaching the younger generation all sorts of things. When I do my health program, I talk about teaching the young people about being healthy and eating correctly. And this is the same thing. You know, if you want the beach to be there for your children's children, we have to look after it. That's it. It's up to all of us. And, and really, this is our attempt to 
have fun, come to the beach, enjoy yourself, do some fishing, buy something to eat, sit down, enjoy yourself. At the same time, what can you do to contribute to the conservation efforts that are put in locally? And there are quite a few. So 9 o'clock Saturday morning, Scottborough Beach, be there. Be there. Be, be there, there <laughs> and have an absolute ball both Saturday and Sunday. It sounds wonderful. Ed, thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening, and I wish you a very successful weekend. Thank you, Karen. Thanks so much for your time. Good night okay. to you. Ed Bapti is chairman of Ugu South Coast Tourism. And as he says, be on Scottborough Beach Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing weekend. Gosh, I wish I was up in Durban. I'm sitting here in Cape Town, but honestly wish I was up there. It sounds like everybody who's going to go off for those two days to Scottborough Beach is going to have an absolute blast. Time to travel with Karen Key. And now for something really different and from what I've seen, an amazing new offering. It's Art in the Heart of Breederkloof, a wine, art and cultural experience. And to tell us more, I'm joined now by Melody Boerter, Breederkloof Wine and Tourism CEO. Melody, good evening. It's been a while since we've chatted. It has, Karen. How are you? I'm very well, Sam. But since we haven't been chatting, you've been very busy getting all sorts of fabulous things together <laughs> up in Breederkloof. This sounds amazing. Tell me what this is all about. Yes, well, as you know, in the Breda Cliff, we always try and do something a little bit different. Being this side of the mountain, we need to give um, visitors different reasons to come and visit us throughout the year. So this year we decided to do away with our Outdoor and Wine Festival, which was always held in October, and rather focus on smaller events that are definitely something more niche and, and unique to who and what we are, and sort of express um, our culture and our heritage, and of course, all this going hand in hand with our fantastic wines that we have in the valley as well. Um, Just to remind the listeners as well, remember, Breedercliff is the area around the town of Brawsonville, and that includes your Khadini, Slangok, and Breerafield areas. So it's only an hour from Cape Town through the Huguenot Tunnel. Um, the wine region you get sort of between Paul and Worcester, that's us. And this launches on Saturday. That, well, the launch of this is taking place on Saturday, yes. Art in the Heart of Breda Cliff, which is a wine, art, and cultural experience. What we've done is we went and sat down with the sellers, and we had a look at all the history. We've just done a Breda Cliff DNA brochure as well, which just sort of brings together exactly who and what we are and what we stand for, who we represent, where we come from, where we're going. It's the whole sort of history of, of our valley. And we realized that we need to sort of depict our history in a more visual manner. And... Um, People, everybody always says a picture speaks a thousand words. And it's one thing to have brochures and everything written up, and we know all the stories and the history, but we need to really be able to tell that to people. So we've recently, there's an art gallery that's recently opened up in the valley, the Slangok Art Gallery, which is situated at the Slangok Mountain Resort. And Tron is in charge of the gallery, and she came and sat with us, and we went through this idea, and we went and spoke to all the wineries. And basically what we're looking at doing is putting a visual depiction of their history and culture and stuff together and pairing that with the different wines. So this Saturday, the 1st of November, the sellers that are participating at the moment are all open from 10 to 4. Um, there are seven facilities, seven wineries at the moment that are part of the wine route, it's, uh, uh, the art route. And um, they've got different artists that are going to be exhibiting over the weekend. And everything is going hand in hand linked up with their wines at the end of the day. But when you talk about artists exhibiting, you're not mentioning the fact that we're talking in some cases award-winning artists. I mean, some yes, of course. I mean, we've got some amazing ones. Big names going mm. to be there over the weekend. Um, if we run through them, the Slangok Art Gallery is doing something slightly different. They've got an exhibition of tactile art that is yes. accessible to blind people, and it's done in, in um, hand in hand with the Institute of the Blind. It's a first for galleries in South Africa. The collaboration co-curated by local artists Kone Tron and Angeline Leroux. Um, now, Angeline LaRue is a Cecil winner as well of the art uh, competition. So there's some nice things happening at the Slangok Art Gallery. TCB Wines is well known for their collection of um, antique Mercedes-Benz cars. They have a small museum there. And they've got a nice DVD history of Rawsonville and the Boerter family. And they're going to pair that up with their wines, pairing their wines with the different cars and just do a completely different wine tasting. There is a private art collection by Manka. Um, so her art will be on display as well. Um, the private selection, as well as in some of her more recent work as well. So Denny Wines is well known for their herbs that they make, which is, comes from the area. It's herbs grown up in the mountain, in the Detroit Cliff Mountains. Um, and they've brought in Michelle Lisa van Dijk. And she will be doing um, an art exhibition, and then they are doing a herb and wine pairing, which is also then paired with her art. 
So it's just a whole visual um, depiction of the valley, as I say, bringing in the wines and all the different artists. I have to honestly say, I have never, ever heard of art being paired with wine. I mean, this is the most amazing thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, art is, is, is so unique, and, it, and it's something that's, that's very personal. It speaks to people on, on different levels, because it's the way you um, um, experience the art and, and the, the stuff that you're looking at. And it's the same with wine. People always ask me, oh, so what is your top seller? And it's so hard when I've got 24 wineries because there's seriously a wine to suit everybody's taste. And it doesn't mean that one wine is better than the other necessarily. It's just what you as a person prefer. So it's quite interesting what they're doing with the wine and art pairing and that they're taking more the heavier style wines and going with the more darker sort of art and the, the light and, and easy drinking wines going with your more sort of light and, and, and fun art sort of thing. So, yeah, so the visitors, the listeners must please come out and visit us this weekend. Um, and come and experience last wine and art weekend. As I was mentioning, DFS has gone local. They've got a Dr. Peter Burtis, who's an orthopedic surgeon from Worcester, and he believes that his work as an orthopedic surgeon is complemented by his art. So he contributes to harmony and beauty in life through these mediums, bringing passion and a unique set of self-taught skills to his work. So he's going to be exhibiting at DFS Estate, and once again, they will have the wines on, on taste as, uh, for tasting as well. And um, they've got a few other things happening there the weekend. Batsburg Seller has brought in Renee Sneyman, who's, as you mentioned, one of the award-winning artists. And she's doing an exhibition as well as a, an insightful talk um, about her art and the wines and things. And she'll be at the winery all day. And there's also a photographic exhibition of Hanson Prius. And they've done a photographic and, and wine pairing as well. So art is not just necessarily your um, your paintings, but it's also photographic and, and um, glass work. And so there's a whole variety of art that's going to be exhibited this weekend. Now, for people who mm. can't make it up there this weekend, some of the sellers have, will actually be having permanent exhibitions. Yes, well, most of these um, that I've mentioned now are going to be, um, the degree of the exhibition will be permanent. Um, and then they'll be changing it every couple of months. Um, Bruce Seller, for example, has got Hanin Conradi, and her art focuses on endangered species. Um, and she's specifically focusing on endangered flora within the Breda Kloof area. And they've actually put together a special functional art wine box, which is something that you can take home. So you'll buy your wine in this very fancy, nice, beautiful wooden box, and you take it home, and it actually folds out to a piece of artwork that you can put up on your wall. Wow, that's... <laughs> and they're going to have lovely chocolate cupcakes and wine tasting. It's going to be fantastic. I love this. They, on the other hand, has decided to focus on the history. They've got some fantastic artifacts, old family Bible, um, and a whole lot of, of historical artifacts um, that come from generations of the last Hunt family. So they put that on exhibition, um, and they're also dedicating each piece um, to each wine to a specific piece um, over the weekend. And then Slumwick Seller has got the renowned art, um, sorry, the renowned glass blower David Reed. And they will be doing a wine tasting and exhibiting some of his glass works there as well. So that's sort of in a nutshell what the weekend has to offer. The listeners are welcome to get more information on our website, and that's at www.breadacliff.com. Or they're welcome to contact the office and we can forward them information. Our telephone number is 023-349-1791. And we hope to see you this weekend, Carl. Well, I love the part about in a nutshell. Um, how big is this nut? I mean, this must be a very large nut because there seems to be an awful lot of stuff. But you know what I really liked about this melody is when you think of art, most people would think it's something you hang on the wall. But what you've just been telling us, art is much larger than that. There's so much other than just things to hang on the wall. It's almost every possible different type of art that you can think of you're going to be having there that's the thing and when we originally started with this project we, we were calling it an art route and then we realized but it's more than an art route it's not just art it's about a wine art and cultural experience mm. we're bringing all of this together in a visual oh what, what i don't know i can't think of what the word is i want to say explosion a fantastic know. weekend where you can actually come and experience and and you'll highlight all your senses through taste and sight and um, listening to the stories and just experiencing the valley in a completely different way this weekend. And so we really hope to see everybody here. I was curious about that tactile art at the Slunghook Gallery. Um, is that going to be a permanent thing? 
yes, they are looking at a, a section of that will basically be permanent. Um, and the Institute is very excited because, as I mentioned, it's, it's one of the first in South Africa. Mm. So it's just opening up art to the blind as well. I myself haven't seen it yet, so I also can't wait for Saturday so I can get up there and, and go experience the whole um, tactile art story that they've got going there. But, yeah, there's definitely going to be a piece of that that is permanent. And then, of course, the Slangwick Art Gallery, they bring in some very well-known artists, um, workers on exhibit there throughout the year, but they also support a lot of the local artists as well. So it's not just your big names. It's some of the locals from within the Breda Valley, and their artwork is on exhibition there as well. And finally, before I let you go, Melody, any entrance fees? Where and Tickets, do we have to buy tickets, or can people just arrive? How does that no work? No tickets. You just arrive. It's all day from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock at those wineries and uh, facilities that I've just mentioned to you. Um, and so I say if the listeners maybe missed something along the way, it is all on our website. They can just click onto com and they will find Art in the Heart of Breadacliff list where they can download all the information of what's happening at the sellers. And as I said, yes, um, uh, testing and everything is, is free in our region. And this weekend as well, there are no tickets or passes that you need to buy. We're just inviting everybody to come and experience a Breadacliff wine valley. Gosh, it sounds like an absolutely fabulous thing. I just love it that it's so different. And it will probably make us all think about art in a slightly different way and uh, you know it's I love learning about new things and this is definitely something new to learn about and to just come and discover Um, and it's so close to Cape Town I mean it's just down the road so it's an hour you know it's just an hour's drive so it's nice quick easy if if the listeners haven't been able to organize accommodation for the weekend if they are still interested of course we do have accommodation a lot of guest houses self-catering cottages camping facilities in the area they can get that information on our website as well or contact the office and we can send it to you but if you can't make it for the whole weekend, at least just pop in your car quickly on Saturday morning, come through, come experience the wines. You can be back at home by Saturday afternoon with the lingering thoughts of where to cook. And, and as you mentioned, it is a lovely way to come and experience art. But on the other hand, it's also a different way to come and experience our wines. So besides making you think about all the art in, in a different light, it's also going to maybe make you think of the wines in a different light as well. So. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend, so we're looking forward to great things on Saturday. Melody, it sounds wonderful, and thank you so much for your time this evening to tell us about that. It's a pleasure. We hope to see you soon. Thanks, Melody. Good night to you. Melody, Melody Boerter is Breda Kloof Wine and Tourism CEO. And for more information on Art in the Heart of Breda Kloof, a wine, art and cultural experience, you can take a look at the website. It's bredakloof.com or you can call their office 023-349-1791. Time to travel with Karen Key. And now Portrait is back with us again with some more adventures with her and Babs. They've been off to the Rupert Anthony um, Museum, the Motor Museum in Franschhoek and had some fabulous times out there. Mm. Nell, good evening. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Welcome, Karen. Right. So Babs went off perm mm. and all. It was the perm in place for this one. Yes. Her Remember? perm is now always in place. Oh, just she on got off chance now. She's got so many invites now to go to places. <laughs> oh, really? She's got a weekly appointment now with a hairdresser. And her blue and yellow tablets is permanently in a bag now. She's ready. Is she ready? She's okay. ready. So are you, have you been spat off now? She, are you having to go with her to her invited destinations? Exactly. Is that what it is? I'm like the, I guess, I'm like, the chauffeur. Now. Yeah, the chauffeur. She's now the invited one and she gets treated. Oh, excuse me. Mm. Okay. You better behave, otherwise she'll take somebody else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I <laughs> thought about that. You better be nice, otherwise she might just invite. Uh, maybe I should give her a call. Yes. And I could maybe go with her next time. Right. Okay. So the last time we chatted, you and Babs were off to Stellenbosch. Mm. Now you're headed off to Franschhoek this time. Yes. So what did you do there? Um, you went to one of those places where I initially, when I went there, thought, hmm, don't know why I'm going to a motor museum, but you couldn't get me out of there in the end. Exactly. So how did Babs dude babs seemed quite excited at the motor museum babs when we climbed into the car she asked me so where are we going today very excited and and then i told her just i gave her the itinerary and she said motor museum what are we going to of us going to do at a motor museum she wasn't impressed like i think you told me yeah, you also I wasn't felt initially until i got there yeah but she didn't know she always told me that she and my aunt emmy drove in this the parents car at the back in the Dixie seat. Oh, right. Okay. And she always told me they wore like Shirley Temple hats. 
And she always told the story with nostalgia and stuff. And I thought I will go and show her one of those cars with a Dixie seat, but she didn't know that this is what oh, we're going right. to see. Okay. Yes. So we just walked in there, and she wasn't really impressed with this place, I must be honest with you. But then we started, and it's quite a big place. It is. It's it's huge. huge. I think there's three different warehouses. I think it's four now. It's four now. Okay. It is huge. It is huge. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it's like one warehouse with ten cars. But you know that, that they change the exhibit all the time. So if you go back in six months, it's different stuff. It's different there. stuff. So you can keep going back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so now you get there. So, so we started with like older cars, but like this is like really older, older cars. And, but Babs couldn't even remember those. So she wasn't very much interested, I must be honest. But she still looked at the stuff. And then we eventually got to the Chrysler Roadster, the one that she can remember. It's a 1928 Chrysler Roadster. Oh, man, and her face when she saw that Dick, Dixie seat and stuff. She just, like, stood there and she smiled and she actually started tearing up a bit. Aww. And then she started telling the whole story again. Oh, and she really, really loved it. And she just got excited about it. And now, then she actually understood why we were there. You know, it's just to actually show her this car that she remembers because she said she'll never see this car in her life again. Mm. And, you know, Corinne, another car that she went crazy. It's the Rothmans Formula One car. The <laughs> Porsche. <laughs> So from from a 1928 car with a Dixie seat to a, 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 a Formula One Porsche, I mean, she's got really good taste. I think if I had a driver there, she would have probably gone with a Porsche and not with the <laughs> other one, you know, with that Rothmans Formula yes. One car. I feel, it's just fantastic cars that they've got there in such a variety and immaculate condition. Mm, they are amazing. It feels like you can actually just climb in them and drive out of, out of there. But I think they've got days as well. I, I spoke to the lady and they've got like on Father's Day, you can go and you can go for a drive, you know, with your children and stuff. Oh, so people right. must look out for those days where they actually advertise it because normally you can't get in, you can't touch the cars even. Mm, so no. You can just go and look at them and they're all roped off and, you know. Yes, yes. But beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Even I like the Rothmans car, the Formula One. It's exciting stuff. That car won so many races mm. in Europe. It's really exciting stuff to have that type of um, exhibit in South Africa. It's quite amazing. And another nice thing about about the the specific farm, Antonio Rupert farm, is that they've got a tram that takes you. So you park your car, say, at the Motor Museum. Then there's the tram that drives around. And then there's three spots you can go to. You can either be at the Motor Museum or you can go to the Terra del Capo tasting room. And you can have lunch there, or you can go to the Antony Rupert tasting room. So there's two tasting rooms and one restaurant. So it's really, you can spend a whole day there. So from there, we went to the um, Terra del Capo tasting room where we tasted their range of wine. They've got a huge range of wines there, and they've got a lovely tapas bar there. I'm going to have to ask, what did Babs think of all of that? She loved it. Oh, she did. But the last time we spoke, she was in love with Richard Carstens. But near now is it Harvey Vessels, I think, is his name. Oh, but she's not. Her he's from Bloemfontein. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's okay. Harvey Peterson. Uh, 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 Richard's a swap now because this guy's from the Free State, which Babs is from. She's not. Okay. And I proud Afrikaans like a metal, you know. And he made fantastic food. Oh, gosh, Karen. The tempura artichokes was mm. out of this world. The charcuterie is out of this world. They import most of their stuff because they're not happy with local producers. They've got one good producer, they say. So, yeah, it's really high-end, high-quality stuff. And what's nice about it is you look actually into the packing Wine packing. Oh, right. It's all open. It's mm. all open. So you could see everything happening there. So I enjoyed that. The food and wine was fantastic. And I discovered a wine that I really enjoyed, especially for summer, red wine, the Terra del Capo Sangiovese. It's Italian wine, Italian grape, but a little bit chilled. It's perfect with tapas. You know, when you've got an olive here or onion here and a bit of cheese here, it is just... No, the last time we spoke, Babs wasn't too charmed with red wine. How did Babs like that? She actually enjoyed this one. A bit lighter. It's much lighter. It's not as heavy, you know, as normal red wine. So it's much lighter wine. It's perfect, perfect, perfect with tapas, especially tapas-style food. And then after that, we went to the Antony Rupert's uh, wine tasting room. It's a beautiful drive on the estate. You've got the spectacular views and over Francia. you get Francia. there by tram. You get there by tram. You just hop on and the tram goes around and you get this beautiful uh, view of Franschhoek and they show you the waterfalls you st- and, and the stud farm. They've got a, a horse stud farm there as well. So at the tasting room of Antonio Rupert, what a beautiful house. I don't know what 
how old this place is. Um, this estate is Cape Dutch. They've renovated it inside. It is something out of this world. Is it's, it open to the public? I mean, this is obviously where the tasting public. room is in it's there. It's a tasting room, and you can have high teas there as well. You can actually book me and you and four friends. We can book a high tea, and they cater just for the four or five of you. Oh, you right. can sit outside okay. in the gardens. There's not a restaurant per se there, but if you've got a group of 10 or 12 people, you can go and have a meal there. Then Javier, will, Peter, the chef from the Terra del Capo tasting room, will come up and he will... And Babs won't mind if we borrow him for a moment. No. She no, went she mind. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they showed us the, the, the herb garden, a beautiful curated herb garden. And, you know, Babs has been coughing for the last four months. I don't know why. She just had this cough, cough, cough. And then she saw the Wilder Owls. Oh, I remember that from my grandmother's days. Always spoke about mm. Wilder Owls for the boss, you know, for the chest. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's one of the uh, most popular medicinal plants in South Africa. And I've never seen it, you know, a bush of it. Mm. Anyway, when Bubs saw it, she immediately plucked like a whole bush and <laughs> so put it here in front of her jersey. And I said, Mom, and I've had all these question marks on my face, like, what are you doing? She says, no, it's for my cough, my child. It's for my cough. So how is the cough now? <laughs> and it's better. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. But the bush disappeared somewhere during the day. I don't know where it went to, but it was, yeah, most of the day okay. in her neck. <laughs> <laughs> now, I must say, I was very surprised with the farm and everything that you can do there. It is a really, it was an eye-opener for me, mm. you know, because I've never been there. Um, and the Motor Museum especially. Absolutely. It's, it's an amazing. Family. It is a family Destination. It's, it's a family destination. It's a place where you can spend at least about six, seven hours the, the whole farm. So go there for the day, the whole day. It's, did you stay over in, in Franschhoek or did no, you we come, didn't stay you back no, home? No, we came straight back home, yeah. We didn't okay. stay anywhere this time around. So you didn't have to pack the electric blanket and the <laughs> pillows and everything this time. Okay. And the she vanity bag with all the pulls. All the she just th- grabbed a handbag oh. and pushed a comb through the her hair. <laughs> yeah, so. The last time we spoke, you were telling me about Babs has her own fan club now. Yes. So how, how's it going now? Because Babs is featuring more and more in your articles. Um, Anil writes for a report and there's a thing, her column is called Sondag Mal. So if you want to follow her on that, but she also has a, her own blog, which is called Life is a Zoo Biscuit. Are we going to find Babs on the blog? Yes, you can find Babs on the blog. And then she's got an email address, but but it's now Afrikaans. It's babsemerskoplace at gmail.com. It means Babs. Bucket uh, list. <laughs> So we call it Babs Emerskorp Place at gmail.com. So, so Emerskorp is bucket kicking yeah. list. Okay, so she's not, but you, she's not kicking the bucket just yet. No, 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 no. no, no, no. But we but just this call it bucket kicking list. Yeah, okay. she's just like ticking stuff off, stuff that she never thought of even doing. She's doing now. So, yeah. And she, you know what? And she's got a lease on life again. And you, but you, you actually discussing all the, these fans with her, you helping her reply to her emails yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, I replied to that. And actually, yesterday I got somebody again with her cough. They said perhaps it's her blood pressure tablets. It's quite very possible. It's so, very possible. And so this person suggested she must read a packet insert of her blood pressure tablet. So she's getting all sorts of mail. Yeah, it's, oh, it's rather exciting. She's, as you said, she's discovering a whole new world out there now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for me as a daughter to experience it with her, mm. you know, to go on these lovely outings with her and experience her. Because she, um, she's a feisty woman. Well, yeah, she certainly has her own opinions. No, Let's put it that way. Much it so. goes with the perm. But yeah, I love this perm. Can't move without the perm. Weekly appointment now, you said him. Yeah. Yes. So where are you and Babs off to next? We are actually going to the Graf wine farm and we're going to do like diamonds and worms talking about diamonds our girl's best friend but we're going to discover some worms as well there they told us so oh. so it's going to be interesting um dull air yes yes, yeah, yeah. yes yeah. Yeah, yeah well i look very forward to hearing what babs has to say about all of that <laughs> yeah i think she's going to be um um interested i think she's going to be very interested in the diamonds i don't know how much about the worms but well, we'll, we'll see we'll wait she yeah. might surprise you <laughs> She might surprise and Like I said, you know, as she's getting invited to all these things now, you'd better behave yourself. Otherwise, you might not get invited to go with her. So, But it's, it's fun chatting with, about her. And she see, it's wonderful to, to see her having such a fabulous time. Mm, it is. It's it is. great. 
But um, as I said, we're off to find about, out about diamonds and worms. You do come and tell us about you and Babs and your will, trip out there. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much for joining us again. I was chatting there with Anelle Portgetter, and she has a blog. It's called lifeisazoobiscuit.com. She also writes for Report, and her column is called Sondach Mal. Lots of lovely pictures, lovely pictures of her and Babs. Babs with the car, Babs with the wine, Babs with the perm. <laughs> Must check out Babs. And Babs seems to be having a fabulous time. And it really gives us the lowdown on what she's been experiencing. Mm-hmm. It's really quite fun. So have a look out for that and as I said you can follow Anel on her blog lifeisazoobiscuit.com Time to travel with Karen Key I've been reading the most amazing book. It's actually reading and looking at because the photographs are just fabulous. It's called Africa's Ultimate Safaris. It's co-authored by Shirley Carswell and Ian Thompson and it's one of those huge coffee table books that yesterday I actually had a no power because they were working on the substation or something. So I had an entire day just to spend with this book. And honestly, I didn't even mind that we had no power yesterday because it was fabulous to be able to spend so much time going through this book. Shirley, good evening. Welcome to the show. Congratulations on a fabulous book. Thank you very much and thank you for having me on your show. How did the idea for this come about? I know you and Ian have a a company and you go out doing safaris, but where did the book come from? Ian is a travel specialist, a guide, and he also gives talks on the migration in the Serengeti. I'm a designer and a photographer, and we've worked together on many projects within the tourism industry. So after going on a trip with Ian to the Serengeti, I decided to need something that covers the great parks in Africa. And Ian often gets people who have previously gone to an area at at the wrong time, if you can call it that, and were disappointed. But you can never predict what you'll see. However, each area is different and is dictated by the weather patterns, etc. So we decided to put this information in book form. Our thinking is that everyone has a type of bucket list in their mind. So basically, this is our bucket list of safaris which we think everyone should have on their list. <laughs> now, your company is called Wildside Safari Company, and basically this is where you could go if they contacted Wildside Safari Company. All the places mentioned in the book are places where you go. Absolutely. It's exactly the ones that we've done. We want to share with people. We've done them. We've experienced the places and the lodges. As I said, Ian, being a travel specialist for years, knows how to pull pull all the safaris together and and make it memorable for everyone. So just give people some idea of the places you do go to. You know, we went to a number of countries. We we spent about 18 months of travel to the areas, and it covers 10 chapters from the Maasai Mara, Serengeti, Okabanga, and then to the lesser-known areas like uh, South Luangwa, Rwanda, Zambezi Valley, all magnificent areas, you know, each with its own kind of unique environments and wildlife. So we have a very exciting continent here. Before we get to the photographs, which I have a lot to say about, I have to just compliment you. I believe you were also the official cartographer. So all the maps in the book, which are absolutely splendid, are also yours. Yes, yes, I I'm one of these, what I call a closet cartographer. So it's not my profession, but um, I just love doing them. Uh, each map takes about five days to do, and I work it in Photoshop. And with sort of between 300 to 400 layers, using Google Maps as a guide to start off. And it's very time-consuming, but to me, so cathartic almost. Uh, after all the travel, it's like going on little journeys again. I, I could draw a road or a river and then think, mm, I went over that bridge. I saw that there or that happened there. And it it just kind of made me realize each map, uh, you know, how blessed Ian and I to have been to these places. But it's not a map map, as people know and think of a map. I mean, it's very colorful. And I love the fact that you put all the animals in the places where you find those animals. So you've got lovely pictures. You know, I'm just looking, for example, at Tanzania. And you've got the elephants and you've got the giraffe and you've got all these, the, the monkeys, and you've got them all sort of, you know, in the places where you'd find them. So, I mean, it's very different to what you think of as just a regular boring old map. Map, yes. Pretty maps. They are. They're very pretty maps. They're meant to be quite, slightly with an oldish 
colonial feel mm. almost with, mm. with the crest at the bottom. But yeah, I love doing them. Absolutely love them. And you obviously include where all the lodges are and the camps and things. Yes. That's also included yes. on the map. So it's very useful. It's very colorful to look at. It's, it's actually far more interesting looking at that map than just a regular one that you fold up and you're driving along in the car, you know, with the roads on it. And invariably we get told we're telling the wrong directions. But this is <laughs> fabulous because it's, it's just something to add to the experience, really. Yes, is I that map. Think. Now, I have to talk about these photographs. I mean, I, I don't know what it is, though, Shirley, because almost every photograph, the color, it was, for me, it was the color. I mean, the subject matter was f- amazing, but for me, it was the color. The color was just incredible. And I'm assuming that's just the African light. Well, yes. And also, you know, when every photographer has their own way of processing their images, you know, with digital photography now, we basically have the processing in our own hands. And I love pushing the color. So, yes, at times, you know, the, the sky is, is very dark and, and blue. And I just push it a little bit further because that's just the way I like seeing it. There's one picture. It was actually game viewing on Kariba. And there's, a, it's like not even really a big house, but it's like a little pontoon thing that people are sitting on. But it's the sunset. Or, and it's the colors are incredible. And then there's these bits of trees sticking out of the lake. It's just you have to actually see these pictures to believe them. I mean, they are they are absolutely evocative. I would hate to give something like this to somebody who wasn't living in South, in, in Africa anymore and was now living overseas because that <laughs> poor person would be totally depressed for a week. Because I mean, just look at this. Back. You know, it would, it would probably encourage them to come back because they always say that, you know, Africa is in your soul. And looking at the pictures here, trust me, if you're not living here anymore and you have this book, you will be on the next plane back to South Africa or wherever well, it was you came from. So. We hope so, really. Bring them back. Come yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. It's really. I mean, it's great. And and the the actual writing part was that all Ian, or did you also have something to yes, do with that? Um, that Ian. Um, you know, we wanted something that was was quite uh, easy reading. So Ian wrote the text superbly, sort of establishing the area. Uh, we didn't want any sort of waffling text. Um, mm. You know, that goes on and on, and then eventually you get a picture here and there. So he wrote sort of to establish the area, the, the wildlife that's present, uh, the best time to go, the best places to stay, and, and more importantly about the experience, which, you know, to us, we, for us the book is, is more of an experience book than, than a, a wildlife book or, or a book just on lodges. No, I could agree with you. That is an experience to go through this book. But the other thing I really want to also touch on, though, Shirley, which I was quite impressed by, are two things. One is your Ambassadors for Africa, and the other one is the Spread the Word campaign. Yes. Do you want to just tell me a little bit about that? Because I was reading at the back of the book, you explain what that is. But it's, it's, a, it's really good to find a company like yours that's so busy and, and involved in Africa and in wildlife and conservation and all that sort of thing to have these programs available for the rest of us to do something. Well, you, you know, the, the thing is that it, it, it's something we're still developing on. Ian and I love Africa. We're passionate about the wildlife and issues that affect conservation and environment. So we feel it's very important to get people and uh, tourists to visit the park and our continent. The tourists, uh, so the spread the word is essentially what it says. Uh, word of mouth is the, is the strongest form of recommendation. And the more tourists we have coming to Africa and leaving with a great experience or an awareness of of issues that are facing that particular area, they take back with them and they talk about it. So the the spread of word is is basically the simple logic of communities, conservation and tourism, each one vitally important and dependent on the other. And it's, it's something that we feel we need to realize, more people need to realize it. So each tourist that comes here and, and leaves, uh, and they've had a, a great experience, they essentially become ambassadors for us. So we've designed this, this rather beautiful little ambassador for Africa certificate, which we'll send to them. And then... We, we registering these people and hopefully getting more people involved. And we'll, we'll then keep an online media where they'll receive little monthly what we call animals, which will have interesting facts, 
uh, conservation projects, how to get involved, sometimes just beautiful images or wildlife stories, uh, a kind of a host of things to make them feel like they're still involved, even although they're back home. And they can in then turn, sort of send it to other people and spread the word virally. I think it's great because a lot of people, they come out to Africa and it's completely not what they thought it was going to be. I mean, they, a lot of people come yes. with a very preconceived idea and they get here and they think, oh my goodness, this is absolutely amazing. And then they go home. But there's, I mean, there's always a case of them talking about what they saw and what they did. But to get something like this and to be actually involved and have that connection, I think that's very important because you often find a lot of people, and I'm sure you find it in your company as well, once they've been here once, they keep coming back. Do, you know, and, and those people are important because they've got friends and family and that type of thing, and, and they, they'll take back the experiences that they had here. They'll encourage, hopefully, tempt other people to come and, and visit our shores, which we need. We, we need. They are so vital to us. But get back, getting back to this amazing book, which I can't stop looking at the pictures of, um, some of them are just so – there's one picture there of this little elephant who's reaching up almost on his back knees, reaching up into the tree. I, it, I don't know why that picture just seemed to connect with me for some reason, and I just thought it was the cutest thing. You said your favorite one was to, the lionesses in the rain. Every picture is a, a kind of a memory for me. I can feel it and smell it, and – that one, if, if you look at it, you can actually see the rain because it, it literally came down. And it was two mothers that had three cubs each. And they, lit, they literally sat in the rain just waiting for And it poured. It, it came down. And I, the, the photograph, that, all of the, the sort of shots that I got from that have strange sort of texture to them, which um, I really enjoy. And I, I remember it, just looking at the photograph. How difficult was it to choose the photographs for this book? Because, I mean, you must have had hundreds more that you didn't quite put in the book. Oh, it, it was it was mind-blowing, Karen. It was like, I, I probably went through about 10,000 images. Mm. You first do your selections, then you do second selections, then you do third selections, then you come back to the first selection. So that in itself just took me ages to go through. It was a mind-blowing experience. Is there another book coming now, surely, <laughs> the rest of them? <laughs> yes. Well, we think there's another two in the pipeline. Oh, wow, okay. We're also thinking about that. There will also be about Africa, but one more on overlanding, which more... More South Africans can take part in that, and we're also finding that a lot of um, overseas people are coming here, renting vehicles, and then overlanding. So that's the one that we'd, we'd like to, hopefully, if we have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the second one is more the exotic side of Africa, the sort of inland exotic areas like Mozambique, uh, Malawi, uh, Zanzibar, Sudani, that sort of uh, got that tropical look, you know, sort of lions on the beach type of Oh, thing. wow, okay. So Something... that's in the pipeline. <laughs> of course, it sounds like you're going to be busy for a while now. <laughs> but not, not to sort of take anything away from Ian's commentary in the book and his, the writing, but what I liked about this book was, as you said, you know, it wasn't just you were going through ro- loads and loads of written stuff and then suddenly, oh, well, there's one picture. Literally, it's, I would say, I, I don't know if my percentages are correct, but I'd say it's about 80% of this book is photographs. Yes, that's, and, we, you know, we specifically did that because when, when we started thinking about the book, after sort of looking what was on the market currently and... I went through, you know, coffee table books after books, and and we just thought, well, okay, we want something different. We don't want too much text. We want very simple, so we want 20% text, 80% eye candy kind of thing mm. that, that sort of marries itself to the text as well. Well, it works. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it really works, and it's highly recommended. Now, if people want to find out more about the Wild Side Safari Company, how do they get hold of you? Website at all, Shirley? Yes, we've got a website. Uh, it's it's www.wildsidesafarico.co.za, and then we've got an email address if they want to find out more as well about the book. That's uh, info at wildsidesafarico.co.za.
Okay, so they be, and the book I'm sure is available at all good bookstores as we speak. Yes, yes, to be selected and and we are selling out quite fast, which is wonderful. Well, you'll us. just have to have another run then. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, well, honestly, we, we, we're talking about it at the moment, and we also want to get it published overseas. Oh yes, perhaps done in diff- what they call imprints, so it can be translated to. German, Italian, and that sort of thing. That we we sort of looking at different publishers and negotiating with them as well. Oh, it sounds fabulous because this is something that would, re- would lend itself very well to an international audience. Uh, well, we hope so. You know, and it, this this uh, is is kind of our dream that's now sort of in a tangible a tangible book, and it's been such a, a, a labor of love and passion for for Africa. So. We really hope it goes well. Well, congratulations. I think it's an amazing book, and I look forward to seeing it in bookstores overseas soon. That'll be fantastic. But in the meantime, if anybody's wanting one in all good bookstores, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And also, I'll give you the website address again and the email. And if you're looking for some more information, they'll be able to help you. But Shirley, thank you so very much for joining us on the show this evening. Congratulations once again on this amazing book. Karen, thank you so much for having me, and and we need to get a get you onto a safari with us. Thank you so much for your time. I was chatting there with Shirley Carswell. She's co-author with Ian Thompson of Africa's Ultimate Safaris. It is the most absolutely fabulous book. If you'd like more information on the book or if you'd like to find out anything about Wildside Safaris, you can have a look at the website. It's www.wildsidesafarico, that's C-O, wildsidesafarico.co.za. Or if you'd like some information and you just want to email them, it's info at wildsidesafarico.co.za. And that's it for Time to Travel for this week. I'm Karen Key. Thanks for joining me this evening. And just a reminder, if you need any information about something you've heard on the show this evening, you can find it on Facebook. Just go to Travel on SAFM or email me on travel at safm.co.za. And I'll be back with you next Monday evening with The Law Report when I'll be joined by attorney Michael Bagram and we'll be focusing on labour law. So join me then. The Travel Show was brought to you by the travel experts. South African Airways, bringing the world to Africa, taking Africa to the world. Visit flysa.com and book your dream getaway today. South Africa, meet South Africa. Meet 50 million reasons to say hello. Eta, meet Hauset. Salam, meet Molo. One day, meet one day. Meet a nation that loves to play and dance. Saki Saki, meet Pansula, meet the original trance, meet sunshine, and taste our country's finest wine on Africa's favorite airline. There's a story in each seat, because great things happen every time we meet. South Africa, meet South African Airways. We are ready to connect you. South African Airways, bringing the world to Africa, taking Africa to the world. And it's time now for some nighttime music with Stephen Kirker. Hello, Stephen.